All right, we've got to get serious here uh, in this segment because I think that we've got some important um, talking points to touch on here. Hockey Canada yesterday decided to issue an open letter to all Canadians. Basically, they said, we know we've not done enough to address the actions of some members of the 2018 national junior team or end the culture of toxic behavior within our game. And for that, we unreservedly apologize. The allegations, of course, uh, were made public in a lawsuit that the uh, feds questioned. They said, you know, what was taxpayers' dollars used here? to uh, settle a civil suit with a young woman who allegedly was gang-raped by eight members of the junior hockey team? It's just an appalling thought. And, of course, this has not been proven in court, but Hockey Canada, their first investigation, it was dismal. It was incomplete. And so they mentioned yesterday they would be reopening their investigation into the alleged sexual assault that took place in 2018. And they also issued an apology. They they uh, listed off some things they want to do to change what they recognize as a toxic behavior in the sport. It's at a systemic level. They say it has to end. This is Hockey Canada saying this. And what they've decided they will do is they will be conducting a full governance review of the organization. They'll require all high-performance players, coaches, teams, staff, and volunteers to participate in mandatory sexual violence and consent training. And they will create a new independent and confidential complaint mechanism to investigate complaints. I said this yesterday, and maybe it's because I'm a little bit cynical when it comes to things like this. But I think this has to do with the fallout. The feds have frozen all their funding for Hockey Canada and uh, sponsors are pausing their support and pulling out of the world juniors like Scotiabank, Tim Hortons, Canadian Tire. You want to run a sporting organization, you need money. Allison Forsyth is a former Olympian and board member for Athletes Can and it is association, it's an association of Canadian uh, national team athletes. It's the first of its kind in the world. And it is working um, to create positive and real change. Welcome to the show. Good to have you on, Allison. Well, thank you for having me. So before, I, I would like to get to what your organization does, but I think we've got to start with uh, Hockey Canada. Can we talk about Hockey Canada and how you felt? Because I know you are a survivor of sexual abuse mm-hmm. yourself at the hands of your coach. You're a former Olympian. Uh, so you really cared about your sport. I mean, this was a passion to you and nothing was going to hold you back. Um, so how do you feel about this open letter from Hockey Canada? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. So, yes, I'm a board member of Athletes Can, which is an incredible organization, as well as I actually have decided to work in safe sport full time with my own consulting agency and partnership called ITP Sport and Recreation. So we are experts in this space. I'm an expert in this space. Um, also because of my lived experience. And it was interesting when, um, you know, when the government pulled the funding, the first thought that went through my head was, well, and I think the media was saying, you know, that'll be an annoyance to Hockey Canada. And what I know, because I used to work in sponsorship marketing, is just wait till the sponsors decide to pull their funding. So the, the basis of this, to be frank, is um, I, don't, I do not believe that there is, you know, the sports world is full of a bunch of really bad people trying to do really bad things. I do not right. believe that. That is not in my professional experience what I've seen or heard. I do believe there's cultural legacies where sports aren't being held accountable to the new way of sport 
what is happening in our country right now is devastating um, as far as every type of abuse, whether it's parents abusing hockey refs, um, 70% of officials in Ontario have left sport because of official abuse. So what is happening, in my opinion, is there is an evolution in sport to have athletes being safe and healthy, and organizations have not done their due diligence fast enough to keep up with what the expectations of athletes' health and wellness is now. So when it comes specifically to Hockey Canada, I mean, I don't want to say too little too late. I do have a lot of respect for them, particularly with the work they've done over the years with Respect Group and online training and education that they've put in place. However, um, I think it is time for them to definitely look, as they say they will, at their systems and processes that they have in place. But I will also share that online training and education is not prevention. Prevention is consistent with many, many um, tools from policies to awareness to expectations. It, it can't just be online um, training and education. So I think Hockey Canada is learning a very valuable lesson right now. Um, and I think they were likely following whatever policies and procedures. And, you know, my tone's getting a little strange here, but everyone just follows what they're told to do instead of just doing what is the right thing in the moment. And that is where the shift needs to happen. Something really I bad happens, you do the right thing in the moment. I mean, you know? this is really, really bad. This is a possible mm -hmm. alleged gang rape. I mean, it, mm -hmm. it's a crime, right? Uh, uh, people can mm -hmm. go to jail for what allegedly happened and they have gone to jail for raping people in the past, right? And th these are, this is a, this is a crime. So to me, it's very disturbing. So Allison, is there, um, mentality when you get to a high level sport? Uh, for, you know, the, the idea of, you know, it's always been this way. Let's turn a blind eye. Is, is, the, does that actually is the root cause of this, the, the need, the desire to win at all costs? And so you're willing to, you know, maybe look the other way. Is that a problem? Yeah. Yes, I believe there is a problem. I mean, I'll say honestly, in my circumstance, it was a very intentional cover up to my face of my abuse, which looks like, Allison, if you say anything about what's happening to you, we will lose our sponsors and we won't have a sport. So that was directly told to me by the head of my organization at the time. Right, put all the responsibility on the victim's shoulders. Like, you will be wrecking this if you, that's just classic. Like, isn't that crazy? Let's just be yeah. honest. So I'm not sure what happened in this circumstance. I won't speak to what happened, but I can always speak to what happened directly to me, which is I was sat down in a in a house bedroom with my abuser and the head of the organization and basically coerced again into keeping quiet. So it does happen. However, sure. I think the bigger conversation is hiring the right people and getting in place the right processes, procedures, policies, and bringing safe sport off of the paper and into practice. And when we talk about culture and toxic cultures, I do a lot of work in culture with organizations right now and rebuilding organizations that have had these types of challenges. And we need to remember that there is a culture on the field of play that could be very different than the culture of the organization itself. And those two need to meet mm -hmm. up. So if Hockey Canada has, uh, I'm sure they have a, an incredible list of values and yeah. um, that they try to abide by, but with every single player on the ice and every single coach on the bench doesn't know what those are and is, are committed to living them every single day, then who cares if you have values on your website? That's what I tell any organization I work with. And hockey is still very bad. And I'm honest so, about that because that's who I am. You know, it's possible. Yeah. Level, it's still very bad. So what you're saying is it's possible to have like toxic behavior in a system 
but it the, the, it not being system wide it's just there somewhere floating around and you've got to isolate it and stop it absolutely and you need to know that i mean the way that i when i do work with coaches who are now to be honest also very fearful of safe sport and how to coach now is what i say to them is i'm not someone or we're not someone to tell you like you need to believe anything about sport the reality is it's 2022 and sport is changing and you, if you want to be a coach, if you want to be an organization, then safety and wellness of your athletes come first. It is before you buy more soccer balls, before, you know, you get more hockey sticks. We need to understand that athletes will win because they're internally motivated to win. Sure. We don't, you know, there, there's internal Listen. motivation. There's intrinsic motivation. We don't need to put all of our money, like they just need to be treated well. And in this particular case, I mean, obviously, I can't speak to knowing what happened. Um, none of us can. But I just, you know, I just recognize that there's many, many organizations that I don't think they're intentionally trying to sweep anything mm. under the rug. But mm. when they don't use independent services, what they do is they go directly to mediation. So they go to, okay, you have a problem with this person. So let's talk about it and find a solution. That, in essence, in my opinion, is just the same as sweeping it under the rug. Because you're but how problematic, Allison, problem. I just want to jump in. How problematic sure. is it that Hockey Canada, once again, is saying we're launching this investigation, but we're hiring the third party? I mean, if you're hiring someone, they it seems that they're responsible to you, the organization. So are we going to get a fair investigation uh, this time, and I, I think where they are on the right, you know, you've said silence is detrimental. You can't have silence. Everybody has to speak and, and speak their truth. So this time they're going to require all players to participate, which is a start. But do you have faith that this investigation will be different? You know what? I, I, I do, and I'll tell you why. Because it's my fundamental belief that if where money exchanges hands, it's it's not necessarily the issue. The issue is that you need to work with organizations that are truly independent in the ethical values that they abide by. And that needs to be audited. So as an example, if, if you know, emails are going back and forth, Hockey Canada, you know, we do um, independent reviews of organizations, not investigations. But we will have a conversation with the, the organization and we'll say, here is, you know, what is the outcome? Like, why are we doing this? And then we stop all communication with them. So a lot of it rests mm. on the actual firm that you hire and okay. how they operate themselves. And to be honest, there needs to be, I do not believe that it's just, you know, the government will just provide this one organization and everything will be great. I think that's unrealistic based on capacity alone. I mean, Hockey Canada in itself could take over the entire, you know, OSIC right now, the, the um, Office of the Sport Integrity Commission. So I think it's more that we need to look at how do we provide auditing and a proper regulatory body that can make sure that these firms that are doing investigations and honestly, firms like ourselves that are doing independent reviews are held accountable to independent auditing. That to me is more the solution because there is so much need for the work that we do um, that I do believe it is okay for a firm to be hired by an organization, but mm -hmm. it's at that point, how is it operated and who's watching and auditing that organization to make sure they're doing it completely independently of whoever has given them the funds to do so. Well, you know, at the top of the interview, we kind of mentioned that, and, you know, I'm just using a phrase, this wasn't brought up, but you can't paint everybody with the same brush. That's true. I mean, th that's the reality. People are coming from different mm -hmm. places. 
Uh, there may have been reasons why people didn't want to step forward. But what do you think of Hockey Canada creating a new independent confidential complaint mechanism? How important is that? I mean, I, 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 it is critical. And here's the catch I want everyone to understand is that when, when words are spoken, like all federally funded organizations must do X, I think everyone needs to respect that that does not mean your 10-year-old is going to be safe. And the why behind that is because of the jurisdiction. The federal government, if they force Hockey Canada to do something, Hockey Canada is only required to do that at that national level. That's really important for people to understand, which means your world junior teams, your national teams, they're not, because of provincial jurisdiction, they're not being forced to actually provide safety to your 10-year-old. That, to me, is not okay. So it's up to the national sporting organization to decide how they systemically force their provincial organizations and their clubs to abide by this. So why I mention this is because if Hockey Canada sets up their own independent confidential reporting mechanism, I applaud that because what is currently being set up at the national level will not be applicable to children. So if Hockey Canada does this, they need to do it right, and I trust they will. And it needs to be something that I, as a mother of two high-level hockey-playing boys in Mm -hmm. Oakville, Ontario, that I know what that number is. I know how to call it. It's front and center on their webpage. It's not buried on page 10. This is what needs to happen. Does that make sense? Like, I need to know that my child is safe by Hockey Canada. Uh, You're giving me shivers. Do we... You're right? giving me, like you're giving me, yes, because you right. are a mom and you're fierce. Yeah. And do we need more moms on these boards? Do we need more moms getting involved with sporting and making sure that the kids are safe? 100% or any parent. I mean, I just want parents to understand, like, I'm a parent first and I work in safe sport full time. And I see horrific things happening in lacrosse and hockey still at the, at the minor level. Wow. I have no hesitation to go to a conference with a thousand people and then tell them exactly what I'm seeing. I'm a triple A AAA hockey coach for eight year olds. And I deal with fighting parents and stands. I deal with parents on drinking too much alcohol at 10 a.m. So it's not working. And so what I would recommend to Hockey Canada is this is very systemic and this is massive and they need to make a massive investment in this because it is not going well at their minor levels. And they, I, I think they know that, but it's going to take a lot of work because we need to shift the entire culture of hockey. And that is hard. It is hard to do. And I love hockey and I love sport and I have all three of my children in high level competitive sport but I literally stand there and have to jump in the middle of coaching fights. I have to jump between parents. Like this is what I have to do physically in the moment because of how bad it still is at the minor levels. How much would you love to just sit back and watch your kids play the sport and just, you know, have a, just that that feeling of, Oh my gosh, I, I am so pleased my kids are doing things they love. Yeah. You know, I, I do what I do for, because I, you know, I, I talk about my abuse when anyone wants to hear it um, because of my kids. That's why I do what I do. Um, and I have to be on the bench or be very close to it to trust that my children are safe. And that's not okay. I should, as you mentioned, be able to not even be at the rink or in the lacrosse box or anywhere. I should be able to just be a mom and I can't, but I do it proudly because I'm an expert in this space, but I feel very Story for other parents that don't feel empowered to be able to stand up for what is right, because there is a lot of toxicity still in sport at all levels. Well, I'm sure more than a few people are happy you're out there, Allison, and looking out for 
uh, not just your kids, but everybody's kids. Allison, I'd love to have you back and, and another time. Right. I, I wish we had more time. You're just fascinating and you're fierce <laughs> and you're just an incredible uh, person to chat with. So I hope we get to do it again. Absolutely. And Athletes Canada is very grateful. We are, you know, Canada's only independent athlete ran. I mean, we're all volunteer board members that are fighting for the cause of safe sport across this country. So thank you for the opportunity. And, um, you know, if, if it's personal responsibility. That's the one thing I'll leave it with. Every single person listening right now has responsibility in this, whether you're a parent, um, you need to go to your club and ask them specific questions around their safeguarding of your children. If you're a coach, you need to respect that the days of yelling at referees and berating is done. You know, everyone has personal responsibility in this. So, Allison, thank you very much. I appreciate You're your time. Allison Forsyth is a former Olympian and a board member for Athletes Canada.